Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. The conspiracy trackers have been fixed and are up to date. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in the show notes of each episode, there's a link to a conspiracy tracker, which was made to help you guys keep track of some of the big players of the conspiracy the guys keep uncovering. It's not a complete or exhaustive tracker, it's just for some of the main points, since I know it's hard to keep track of everything over months and months of episodes. Last time on Trailblazers, Victor's reunion with his wife was cut short by a trip to the hospital. Lanris got his ear replaced with a cybernetic, and Victor had his heart augmented as out of the blue it had stopped working. After purchasing some goods from the neighborhood Venbot, the party got their first briefing as Psycho Squad, were equipped and introduced to their new allies, Quetzalcoatl and Anubis. While Kintaro was checking out his new armor, the party got to know Quetzalcoatl, who claimed that he was a god manifested in physical form, while Anubis always stayed eerily silent. The party ended their day going out to eat with their families, but on the way home, they came across graffiti of Slenderman, an image they had hoped to never see again. What does this mean? Is the party in danger of going crazy again? And what will their first mission to Psycho Squad be like? Find out this week on Trailblazers. Is there someone actively graffitiing it? Nope. And how big is it? Like, is it something you could have just stood on the sidewalk and spray painted, or would like would you have gotten like a ladder? I'm gonna say you could stay on the sidewalk. We should probably take a different route home. Yeah, we need to get out of this neighborhood quick. Guitarist kind of like shakes his head. I thought we were done with all this. Well, you can blame Booker. Yeah, Booker took the canister. Now it's it's all his fault. Though you have told the stories, it's just, it's not sinking in quite as much for you, uh, for Dahlia and Sarah as it is for you guys. Uh, since you literally went through it, you know how bad this is. They only know the stories that you have told them quickly. And so while they're not like, well, why is this a problem? They're just not as effective as you guys are. They're just kind of like, oh, okay. You guys head home? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, Lanris. Yeah. As you're, you're heading back, you are catching the faces of the people around you. This, of course, very densely packed city. And these faces are familiar to you. And you can't put your finger on why. But you're like, it's like, ever had those moments of deja vu? It's like, I could have swore I've seen this person before. Like, I walked through this neighborhood or something. But I, I swear, I know this person. I grew up in high school with them. But it's happening very frequently. Like, every other person. And then it strikes you. You have seen these people before. You saw them on the train to Willoughby. And it happens frequently where you kind of start off with near this graffiti. And as you get farther away from this area of the neighborhood, it happens less and less frequently to the point where it stops. I just, I guess I just kind of look disturbed at it, but I don't say anything. I want to see if I can notice anything wrong with him. You want to see if you can notice anything wrong with him. Well, where do I begin? <laughs> sure, make a perception check. Or a sense motive. That would be an eight. All right, since you're not saying anything, make a bluff check there. Ten. Close. What I'm definitely not <laughs> hiding is that I'm avoiding Victor still. So yeah, you see that there's obviously something wrong with him, and it's on, stacked on top of that. He's like avoiding you. Hey, uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. By the way, her arm's like looped around yours. Sure, yeah. Where are we going to sleep tonight? Well, I figure we sleep back at uh, my place. Well, um, Dahlia's parents' place. But they're going to be gone for most of the night. They don't get back till the morning. So we'll have the house to ourselves. That sounds great. I don't, I just, uh, yeah, that sounds did great. You, did you enjoy your dinner? It, it was good. It was all right. I've had steak, so. Right. But no, it was really good. It was really good. We probably should go leave, leave these, uh, these, the others and, and go on. Yeah, all right. Uh, hey, guys, we're going to head back to the house. And Dai's like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for the dinner, I guess. 
Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, you're welcome. She says unconvincingly, and uh, you two break off from the pack. You go in the opposite direction with the tram. Uh, Lanris, mm-hmm. Kentaro is actively trying to hold your hand on the uh, on the tram. Ooh, I kind of tentatively take it. I, I like brush against the armor, and, like I flinch a little bit because it's cold, and then I take it. He kind of says to you uh, a bit too loudly. Now you're not gonna go crazy on us again, are you? Ah, uh, I don't have to bar up the windows, do I? I got off the train, but uh, I don't think everything everyone back there did. What? Around the graffiti, there was the people near there. I kept passing by people I thought I'd seen before, and I I did see them. I saw them on the train. Are you sure? I mean, I can't be sure. It was all a hallucination. Maybe I'm putting faces where they don't belong. Well, you know what I always say, and he pokes a finger hard into your chest. Always trust your instincts. If you said they were on the train, they were on the train. No one else believes you, I believe you. My instincts also told me to jump out the window. That doesn't count. That's like somebody else took over your instinct. Like an instinct hijacker. An instinct jacker. An injacker. A jack stinker. He spends the next, like, two minutes trying to figure <laughs> out... I, unless until you like you stop him. Oh, I don't. Okay, I'm this. There, there's a welcome to the show. It's two minutes of him trying. <laughs> Jack or thief or stinker. Uh, you guys eventually get back to Dahlia's. You walk through. She unlocks the door, lets you guys in, and she's like, um, "Well, one of you can sleep on the couch. I guess the other one's got to take the floor." Because goodness knows, I ain't giving neither of you my bed. I slept on the floor enough. I already thought of this. Oh, <laughs> take out the inflatable mattress. Nice. Look at you thinking ahead. Oh wait, I. Can we say we stopped and I was going to pick up um, a replacement melee weapon? Yeah, sure. When we did that shopping uh, last episode, we'll say you grabbed it. Well, no, because I was also going to use it to cut off Kentaro's pants that he can't remove. Oh, haha. Okay, sure. You made a quick stop somewhere. Uh, equivalent of a masterwork machete. Okay. All right. Night. See you guys tomorrow. Good night, Dahlia. And she puts a hand on your shoulder and says, I'm glad you're staying around. I try and smile. She hugs you goodnight and she goes, she retires to her room. And uh, Kentaro kind of like lays lays on the uh, the couch. He's like trying to get comfortable, but he's still in his armor. <laughs> Aren't you taking that off? No way. No way. You're going to sleep in it. If if we get ambushed in the middle of the night, I'm already going to have my armor on. I'm thinking ahead. I'm one step ahead of everybody. And like you, you can see his guns are halfway across the room. <laughs> When's the last time you used the bathroom? Um... I know when I have to use the bathroom, thank you very much. Because you've been trapped in those pants for, like, 12 hours now. I didn't want to say anything. I don't. <laughs> I think that's between me and the pants. <laughs> At first it was fine, because it was just like, hey, it's like a new pair of underclothes, but you're right. It's, it's, you can't take them off, there is a problem. <laughs> and I did have a lot of wine. All right, fine, yes. I. What does it matter to you, Mr. <laughs> I brought an inflatable mattress? Yeah, I'm starting to find it weird how hot you look in my sister's pants. <laughs> oh, stop. Quiet, she might hear you. <laughs> Walls like freaking paper. That's an insult to paper everywhere. <laughs> he 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 uh, takes off his suit and gets out and he's like, all right, I'll, I'm going to get this. And he goes to the kitchen. I, I hand her the machete. I, and I'm like, wait, no, you're drunk. <laughs> he's like, nah, I got this. <laughs> Watch a master at work. Oh, please, we need to go back to the hospital. <laughs> I set the mattress to, you know, I put the little, um... Sure. It inflates. The pump. What's it called? Pump? Engine? The pump. The pump. Put the pump on it. The engine. You can drive it, actually. It actually flies. It's very nice. It's cool. I, I actually... That's how I'm going to flavor my magic carpet I just bought. <laughs> it's magic air mattress. I guess I'm going to try to cut off his pants without killing him or maiming him. Sure. I want you to do me a favor. Make yourself a... Make a, make a dex throw. Throw your dex. <laughs> 
all my magic decks across the floor. 17. Painless success. <laughs> and he's like, you can almost see like he breathes better. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to miss these. I will not. And I'm never wearing the shirt again. If I see Bready the Bread mascot one more time. At least could have given him a better name, Bready. It's almost like somebody just made it up on the spot. <laughs> He puts on fresh underclothes and he starts climbing back in the suit. Hey, you, you really going to wear that to bed? Last time, I, we, we got ambushed, man. We've been ambushed like every day. I think every day, right? Every day? Every day. You're going to pop the mattress. Um, I'll take the couch. It's, it's fine. Look look at that mattress. You can share that with an ant. We'd, I we, We'd have to be like cuddling the whole time. Uh, I got you. I wasn't really planning on sleeping much anyway. So I'll keep lookout, I guess. Oh, no, you shouldn't stay up just by yourself, man. Let's take turns. Okay, I'll I'll take first watch. Okay. He secures his suit and lies on the couch. He, I think he gets back up and he, like, turns the pillows over because they're dirty and they're, like, they're even worse. So he turns it back and he's like, do you need to buy your sister some new furniture? I need to get her out of this hellhole. It isn't really the best part of the city. <sighs> All right, Landris. Good night. Good night. Hey, by the way, your friend's wife's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect her to be so, uh, fragile. It's a good word for it. Kind of reminds me of uh, Stallion, except without the medical degree. Wait, no, she has a medical degree. Well, no, Stallion didn't have a medical degree. So, yeah, it's like with the metal degree. Did I just say metal degree? I need to go to sleep. <laughs> good night. When Kentaro's trying to go to sleep, I'm going to um, I'm gonna take out the painting supplies that I had bought. And I'm just going to sit down and try painting things to stay awake. I'm, I really don't want to fall asleep. Okay. Vic, you and Sarah get back to the house. She unlocks it. It's a much better neighborhood. It's actually like a house. It's nice and all that. Uh... And when you get in, she she looks around and says, well, now with you back, hopefully we can get our own place again, right? Yeah, I'm definitely going to work on that. Not that Dolly's parents haven't been very nice to me, though. No, it's it's great. I'm glad that uh, you've been taken care of. I was really worried about you. Worried about me? I'm worried about you. Police reports, they're saying you were criminals, hunting you down, arresting you. Must have been so hard on you. I just... Being away from you was really the hardest part. She holds you so close. Just don't go away again. I'm gonna gonna have to. When they call me, I have to go. Yeah. Well, then just come back. Promise me you always come back. Okay. And when something happens and you think I'll I'll protect her by just not talking to her, you you throw that idea right out your head. All right. That doesn't happen again. I made a commitment to to do this thing with you, no matter what happens. No matter what, huh? Yeah. And I'm. Uh, I'm sorry about tonight. What do you mean? I thought if we could, if I could give you a little bit of normal, it seems that your friend's incapable of normal. It just didn't, the night didn't go like I wanted it to, and I'm, and I'm sorry. I was just trying to give you a break. I should have realized it was dumb. No, it's, it's not dumb. But to be honest with you, Sarah, I don't even know what normal is anymore. Everything's been so crazy. Everything wants to kill me and take me over or whatever. But I have you here and it doesn't have to be normal it just has to be you she holds your cheek and says we make our own normal yeah we make our own normal so i was thinking and she's like taking off all the all the bits and bobbles that women like to dress themselves up with when they go out i was thinking we should get a place on one of those high rises i always kind of wanted to live in one of them high rise yeah one of the apartments yeah that sounds good we suck taking groceries up like 20 floors but they got elevators yeah but it's it's all algae i mean it's not gonna be that bad <laughs> well not if you have magical women who can make cows appear for you yeah don't worry about her she's she's long gone yeah we need to be around people i guess uh yeah that sounds good so how do you um 
feel about uh, Landris and Kintaro. What do you mean? I mean, they're very interesting characters. Listen, I've met more than enough interesting people in my line of work, but uh, they're definitely different. Yeah. He wore his armor to the dinner, <laughs> and the other one, and he was getting the other one was getting upset and walking away from everything, and it was just like things were not good. It's not a good situation. Yeah, I, I thought he was my friend, but I don't know. He's been acting weird. We've been through so much. I thought we were over all this, but I don't know. I'll have to find out. I'll have to confront him, I guess. But that's tomorrow, a week away. I don't. This is tonight. Me and you. I couldn't agree more. She, she grabs you by the collar and pulls you into the bedroom. I go with her. You guys. Wait, I was about to say you guys have sex, but we know married couples don't have sex. <laughs> you guys read a book together and complain about taking up too much of their side of the Is bed. that what your marriage is like? Because mine's not like that. What? No, nothing? Oh, okay. What, what, isn't that what everyone's married is like? I've been married for six years. At this point, if I can if I can be in the same room with her without vomiting, I feel like it's a win. <laughs> is my DM now Al Bundy? <laughs> that, that's the best. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me in my entire life. I strive to be Al Bundy. Favorite line of all television is when she comes home and she's like, "Hey, honey, did you miss me?" And he's like, "With every bullet so far." <laughs> Why doesn't the world just die? <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. How dare you say that to my face? Well, I'd say it behind your back when my car's like I have to take gas. <laughs> I love my wife, 10 out of 10. These are just jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Make all the jokes in the world. So we go have sex. Yep, you guys You guys do adult things. <laughs> I want to make sure that's, like, someone write that down, yeah, that, Scribe. Yes. This I, want, needs I also to be want you to make sure to write right next to it, Landris alone awake. Just make sure that's yes, right also yes. next to it at the same time. <laughs> Landris. Yes. Uh, the time kind of comes for you to you to switch off the Kintaro. I was uh trying to decide what to paint, and I go to paint me first, of course, because I'm the best. Um, but I, I I it it's too sad, so I crumple that up and throw it away. So I try to draw Kintaro, and then I go to realize like I start drawing his ears, and I'm like, oh right, <laughs> <laughs> and I throw that away. Um, I'm thinking, um, I pop off my cybernetic ear. I assume that's something I can do. I can, like, remove it. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to paint on that, because you said there's not, like, fur on it, right? No, that's correct. It's it's It sort of tries to match a similar color to your actual fur, but there is no fur. So I'm going to paint onto that, uh, and I'm going to paint it in uh, tiger stripes. Oh, cool. And uh, can I, I guess I'm going to flavor my plume of panache as my now-painted ear. Cool, I like it. Uh, I opt not to wake him up. It's Since it's been a couple hours, you... Uh, You've noticed more and more through the night he is making sort of like uncomfortable sounds and and like shifting a lot. Hmm. I guess I go over and lay down with him and this time he's the little spoon. And you're you're holding just a giant hunk of machine. He's in the suit? Yeah. <sighs> he seemed to be adamant to stay in the suit. Which actually makes it very noisy when he's like shifting about. Hey, hey, hey. Huh. What? What is it? You alright? <sighs> Oh, they off me. And he kind of like tries to sit up and he sits up. Oh, geez. This might have been a bad idea. Yeah, I told you. And he, he kind of opens up the suit and he kind of claw, kind of claws his way out of it. And you can see these long stripes, no pun intended, of just matted fur. And you can see bright red under uh, under the fur where his skin is. And he's like rubbing. Oh, geez, Louise. Are you allergic to it? Oh, no. I just think I slept on it wrong. You shouldn't have slept on it at all. Maybe you're right. Is it, is it my turn? You don't have to keep guard. Oh, man, you need your rest. What's this? And it kind of like grabs your ear. I just, just passing the time. 
I hate to break it to you, buddy, but uh, I don't think it matches. <laughs> he smirks. I got one ear for each of us. <laughs> oh, he kind of like adjusts himself. Nah, man, you should you should get some rest. Can you just lay down for a little bit? Kind of gives a sympathetic smile and says, "Sure." And he gets on the the air mattress now that he's not in a suit. <laughs> Hey, these aren't half bad. I mean, they're no one-inch thick mattresses on a boat, but I think they'll do. <laughs> We're living in luxury now. Yeah. Ugh. You know I hate this. What? The mattress? <laughs> no. When I worked for Marcus, it was it was like a choice, you know? I got paid to do it, but now I'm forced under gunpoint or bomb point or whatever you want to say. Just hate it. I hate that at any point you could tell me to do something. Whether I want to do it or not, I got to do it. I didn't pull you over here to talk about that. That's not bothering you? Of course it is. Everything's bothering me. Are you kidding? I just don't want to think about that right now. Oh man, I can't think about anything else unless I deal with that kind of crap. I gotta, gotta talk it out. Did you... Did you mean what you said at dinner tonight? Uh, what did I say at dinner tonight? Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> Which one specifically? Yes, I did actually like the whiskey. Oh yeah, I could tell. What do you mean? It kind of slugs you in the shoulder. <laughs> you think that there's one person for everyone? Uh, I don't know. It makes sense, doesn't it? There's a reason, like, everyone innately agrees that you shouldn't marry more than one person. There's got to be something to that. It's, like, built into us. It's like our DNA. All right, if you start talking about fate again, I'm going to scream. No, no. You asked. You brought it up. I can't talk about Hannibal. I can't talk about the things you bring up. What can I talk about? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm declaring you officially right. And he rolls onto his back. I'm not going to sleep on that suit again. <laughs> I, I cuddle up real close to him. He pets your head, and, like, because your hair is, like, supposed to be slicked back, but, of course, through the night, it's, like, getting all messed up. He's, like, slicking it back, and he's, like, <sighs> it's like a weight. I get it. But me, you, Victor, we, we can all share it. That way it won't be as heavy. <laughs> I wish we didn't have to carry it on our necks. <laughs> he scratches the back of his head. Look, this is, uh, this is going to sound really pathetic, uh, but I felt like a pity party lately, and I need to hear something good. You need to hear something Why? good? Why? Why do you like me? Which is like the teenageriest thing I think I've ever said in my life, but I I, I kind of need something to hear. He's like taken back a little bit. He's like, oh man, can you ask me when I'm not exhausted and stressed and just the itty bittiest bit inebriated, just like a tiny. Um, you know, it's a, it's a funny question because everyone gets asked that question, right? Why do you why do you love somebody? And the ant, oh my goodness, if I hear those stupid answers, like you don't want to hear fate. If I hear like, he makes me laugh. Or that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, a million people can make you laugh. Lanners, you you speak to my soul. It's like it's like this intangible interaction. I it's somehow in time and space, around time and space, through time and space, but I but I can't measure it. I can't give you the bullet points that when you look at them you can't apply to nine different other people. If I said it's because I think you're cute and I think the way your ear kind of flops now that it's cut uh, makes me smile or is it is it because the way that you have this wonderful way that you can be sarcastic that it it shows that you oh, you care. You'll never say it, but you have this way of like you can protest all the way there, but in the end you're still walking there. And that that that, that says more than you, your words could ever say. You're constantly fighting for for what is my turn to be corny. What is right, and I don't mean like what is what's justice and all that, but like there's a I can see how much it bothers you that that things are so wrong. And have I mentioned your ear yet? <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's really it's hard to describe. And I like the tangible ones. <laughs> 
Thank you. I needed that. Well, if you want tangible ones, I can give you a whole list. I'll start at the top of the list, and he kind of rubs your ear, and I can work my way down. <laughs> the door opens, and out comes Talia. And Katara, like, immediately, like, disengages. And she's, she, like, doesn't even bother looking at you. She goes to the kitchen. You can't see her. You hear water running, and then you hear it shut off. And she walks by. She, she like, stops right before she gets the door and goes, are you two still awake? Yes, Dahlia. She just shakes her head and goes back in her room. Good night, Dahlia. <sighs> night. She closes the door. Anyway, you were talking about me. You see, Kentaro's stride had been, like, broken. <laughs> why, why do I gotta mention anything about you? Why don't I mention some things about me, huh? Why don't you mention how cute I am? <laughs> or how awesome I look when I wield a vortex gun, huh? How about some of that stuff? Just don't mention how I look in your sister's clothing. There's something, like, weird about that. <laughs> well. <laughs> and I, uh, I, like, squeeze his muscles. You know, at first it was this, of course. He smirks. But it's... You just... You're like... You just always try to do the best by the people around you. You're always thinking of the people. I don't even know how you do that. You're getting me gifts. And what I remember the most is that, you know, even though I was drunk, I remember what happened on that boat. And every time I was going to slip and fall or, you know, if I even stepped around too fast, you were right there trying to catch me. And even though you you risked our lives like an idiot to do it, when you you offered to save the soldiers on that boat, it's like you, it's not a question for you to help other people. It'd be something I have to consider so hard. But most importantly, you help me. You care about me. He smirks. He puts his hand up to your hand and kind of spreads out his fingers and your fingers with him. It says, I see opposites attract. You're selfish and I'm selfless. They can help teach each other. I'm not always selfish. No, no, just when you're awake. <laughs> I think I might be able to fall asleep now. Okay. He kind of sits up. Oh, where are my guns? Oh, why did I put them all the way over here? He grabs them and he sits down. All right. Night, Lanners. Good night. You don't know how much time passes. All you know is that you're ripped from sleep with a... The very same sound that you received before when Veeam messaged. I finally managed to go to sleep (laughs) in a non-torturous way, so I am trying so hard to cling to that. You hear Kentaro get up. You hear him type it on the computer. Don't steal my money. What? Lanners, you gotta look at this. One man becomes rich, the other poor. The rich man walks up a staircase composed of the backs of the poor to reach his wealth. He is not stopped because others envy his wealth, disregarding how he got it. The judges and law officers buy and sell justice for his money, and wipe their mouth like Solomon's whore, trying to walk up a staircase of their own to reach that same wealth. The needy starve, corporations grow fat, good men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Why? In exactly three minutes, the Grand Mutual Bank will be attacked. The chief officer on duty will underestimate the attackers. Psycho Squat will be called in to clean up the mess. During the attack, find a computer and run the program I am sending you. File transferred. The program will transfer funds from the bank's chief account holders to people who would make better use of those funds. As compensation, I will reroute some of those funds to you. Oh, what the hell? Oh, we, gotta, we gotta contact Vic. What do I say to this guy? He's expecting a response. What are we supposed to say? How do we know we can trust you? The decision is up to you. Looks like our time is up. I'll talk with you again soon. And then your beep, 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 and your, your beepers go off.
the ones that that uh, you're supposed to report to Psycho Squad once you, they go off. Kentaro hits his. <sighs> Guess I'm putting the suit back on. Victor, mm-hmm. you're torn from sleep with until you hit the button saying you acknowledge, mm-hmm. and you're called to report. All right, I get my get dressed, kiss Sarah, and head off. She tells you be safe. Yeah, just get some sleep. Uh, I'll be okay. She gives you a worried look. No, really, I'll, I'll be okay. I got Landris and and Kintaro with me. It, it's okay. Okay. Get some sleep. And I leave. Okay. You guys both separately, of course, head off to Psycho Squad, right? Mm-hmm. You uh, get to the police station. You get to you go to Psycho Squad's room. And what, what do I have? Like a USB stick that uh, with whatever? Yeah, you could just take the program right off. Yeah. Did you uh, did you take the program? Yes. You get there, and Hannibal is there waiting for you, and he's. Uh, he said, "Excellent, you arrived. Are you ready to move out?" Is uh, is Quetz and, and Anubis there? Yep, they got there before you. What's the mission? Right now, the Grand Mutual Bank is being robbed. I'm sending you to back up. Our office is already there. Things have gone poorly. What kind of force are we looking at? I was about to get that information myself. And he gets on his communicator and he says, "Commander, I am sending Psycho Squad now. Update on your situation." Comet, it's fucking Comet. A few minutes after we made entry, half the gosh darn department turned on us. The thieves are already in the building, sprung ambushes. Are you sure it's Comet robbing the place? Well, I don't know, Captain. Let's see. After the failed breach, we got this message. And he plays a, a, a message that's been recorded. I am Alarak, first descendant to the High Lord of Comet. I am leaving with what I came for, and as the first wave of your men will attest, attempting to interfere with my mission will go badly for you. Press me no further, and I will soon leave you. Allowing your men to stay in one piece, more or less. Continue to interfere, and you will quickly learn how big of a mistake you are making. Leave or perish. I leave the choice up to you. And then they can hear like the sound of like the recording stopping. So I'd say yes. We're pretty darn sure, Captain. Psycho Squad is en route, and I'm placing SWAT under your direct command. All right, but they better get here soon. Commander out. All right, gentlemen. Go to the helipad. I'll have a vertebrate take you to the bank immediately. Hannibal, is this like a pedestrian bank or is this like a corporation bank? This is a corporation bank. There are quite a number of funds that are here or located there. What kind of corporations? Lower Kadesh or Upper Kadesh corporations? This has branches all over both Upper and Lower Kadesh. Why do you ask? Trying to figure out why Comet would be attacking them. Well, it's not your job. You're not investigators. You're not detectives. You're psycho squad. Go there and report to the commanding officer and take orders from him. You understand? Sure. Yeah. Good luck, gentlemen. And you uh, guys head out. All right, let me just pop these in here. Turn on the TV. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just heating up some Totino's pizza rolls and getting ready to watch the big game. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on online play versus play in real life. That was a great one. we got to learn all sorts of differences between playing those two different ways. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, put on your favorite jersey, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, i got some chips and some sandwiches, but there's still one thing I don't understand. You said we were going to get to see some players beat up on each other, but I haven't seen them even break out the dice yet. Caleb, you know this is a real-life football game, right? We're not about to watch a bunch of guys play an RPG. I mean, who would want to just sit and listen to a bunch of guys play an RPG? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who would, who would want to do that? You get to the vertipad, I guess, instead of the helipad. And, uh, there's a guy waiting for you, and he's like, you guys psycho squad? Look at you. Of course you're psycho squad. All right, hop in. Y'all, y'all stack up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to program my Kinbon bow to uh, not hit. As much as I want to say Kentaro, Victor's the one that's always in melee combat, but I'm angry at Vic, so I'm going <laughs> to make a point to attune it to Kentaro. Okay. So you guys uh, take off. You're in the air, and you're in route. And as you're in route, uh, you hear through, like, uh, you guys have uh, headsets on, so you can hear what the, the pilot's saying. He's going, uh, which one do you use, Lanris? There you go. Uh, look on that case to, to your left. There should be a bird unit there. I heard you mm -hmm. can use them. Captain said send it over to you. If it's functional. Yep, the armband should be there with it. Gonna crack open the case. There's a brand new bird. Uh, roll a D2. Roll a D3. That's better. Roll a D3. <laughs> it's a brand new bear unit. <laughs> Uh, three. It's an old one. <laughs> <laughs> Which vault did you get this out of? The interface is like that green text that, that is like, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like just MS-DOS the whole time. <laughs> Do you have a DSL wire I can plug in? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this thing is not wireless. There's a long spool of wire that comes with it and it goes off when it comes off. <laughs> it can only stay within 20 feet of you at all times. Uh, functionally, should I just treat this like old bird's stat block? Yes. I tap Landers on the shoulder. Hey! I'm looking at my new bird. Oh, wh what? Last time we fought Comet wasn't pretty. Yeah, I remember, um, almost exploding. Yeah. Just, uh, try not to turn your back on anyone. Yeah. You be careful, alright? Always am. How'd your, uh, how'd your time with Sarah go? It was, it was great. Hope it was worth it. Yeah. That's what this is all about, right? What? Why you're so mad at me. I wonder, what... What reason could I... Why would I ever be upset with anything? Huh. That's a tough question. You didn't stop me. Am I kicking myself of letting him go? Yes. Yes. I made a mistake. I acknowledge that. But you never stopped me. You could've. You could've talked me out of it. I was there. I, I would've listened to you. But no, you turned your back and you walked away. So you don't blame me for this. You walked away. You left that decision to me and I had to make that decision. Did I make a mistake? Yes. And I thought you made it because you thought something positive because you had a good idea but you just got fed empty promises and you ate it up yeah i did because I, I wanted to see her again okay i wasn't thinking i wasn't thinking i i, I acknowledge that it doesn't make it better what do you want me to do i'd like you to go back to 24 hours ago when i was sitting still for three minutes deepest depths of my life i've ever been and say something to me but it's a little late for that i didn't know what to say it's too bad isn't it all right, guys, we're coming up on it now. Grab some belts and get ready to jump out. And you see uh, Quetzalcoatl and uh, Anubis are just like, I'm just not going to talk to these two right now. And they put on their belts. There's uh, inertial dampening belts hanging. We don't have parachutes? Bungees? All right, jump on my mark. And you see uh, four lights light up. You guys better quick put on your stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah put it on. You see, just like immediately Quetzalcoatl and Anubis jump out with like no hesitation. And Guitar was like, uh, and he kind of hesitates, but then he jumps. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna use acrobatics to try and dampen the fall more than the belt could. These are, are work in such a way as to, uh, they'll use their entire charge, but they will get you completely safely down. Oh, cool. In which case, I'm just gonna do a sweet flip. Okay, great. <laughs> Guitar tries, but he can't flip in time and he lands on his face. <laughs> Bunny can't jump. <laughs> oh.
<laughs> Let me describe to you guys what this looks like. So there's this bank that, unlike most of the buildings around it, actually has some space around it. And there is just police upon police upon police uh, down on the ground with all sorts of police equipment, including vertebrates. There's a, you can see a giant CDM, which was that thing that attacked you in the very first episode, the giant crystalline death machine, so uncreatively named. And there's like giant spotlights going up and down the building. And then you can see just glass rains from the sky occasionally as explosions just knock it out. And you can just see there's firefights all over this bank. Dude, there's vertebrates in the sky making passes, but they're actually keeping a little bit of distance. And as you arrive, it doesn't take you very long to figure out who the commanding officer is, because as you would probably easily know, it's the guy yelling the loudest. And there's this guy who's just screaming into his communicator. Gosh darn you, Staros! When I send reinforcements, gosh darn it, I mean it! You commit everybody you have right now! Everybody! Charlie's squad too, I see them sitting on their fat asses doing nothing. You give your men orders to attack, and you move them on the flank to the next floor. And you get Alpha Squad, and you move them over to the stairs. You go straight up those gosh darn stairs. You attack them right now! And he, like, throws the communicator down on the ground, breaking it. Why isn't that CDM backing up our men on the fourth floor? And this guy who's just, like, overwhelmed by the commanding officer telling him says, Sir, we're having a lot of problems. They're, half of our chrismals we sent up there, they have something going on where they're, they're taking them over. They're, they're commandeering them. Uh, we're just afraid to send the CDM up there. We've already lost two vertebrates already. And he's like, No, gosh darn it, I tell you, no! There will be no delay. You will man that vehicle and you will send it up there right now. That's a direct order! And there's, like, spit flying out of his mouth and globs as he's, as he's shouting at them. And someone comes up and he's like, What? Psycho Squad's here. You, you Psycho Squad, come here! Walk over. <laughs> what what race is this person? He's Elf. Quetzalcoatl says, uh, What is the situation, Commander? SWAT arrived a little bit ago, and we've finally been able to make some progress. We've secured the ground floor, but there's firefights all over the building. They've got some sort of tech that's been disabling our mechs. So we've been bleeding for every piece of ground we've taken. I'm sending you guys to the vault on the top floor which is sure is their target. Make your way up there and eliminate them with extreme prejudice. Don't bother making any arrests. I'd send you up in a vertebrate, but right now we're having problems. As you can tell, they're taking over all of our machines and we can't even get the gosh darn CDM up on the fourth floor. Any questions? What points of entry are there? I've tried to get my men to secure different points of entry all across the building and throw ropes down and such and try to get us using our jetpacks and stuff. But like I told you, they have something going on that's disabling our machines. I'm trying to get a team on the roof. Right now, your entry's on the first floor, which we've secured. That's a lot of stairs. <laughs> Another explosion rings out, and people kind of duck as debris falls. And you can just hear firefights all throughout this building. Well, let's go in. One last word of advice. SWAT are reliable, but be wary of anyone in a standard officer's uniform. Half of the initial officers were comets, scumbags, and that's what got us in this mess in the first place. Kill cops. We got you. <laughs> Goodness. Well, stop standing around. Hey, man, we're psycho. <laughs> he goes over handling another situation. Well, let's go. He's like the last thing you hear. He's like, if you don't get into that CDM right now, I'm going to shove my boots so far up your ass. It's going to end up behind your eyes. You're going to know what it smells like. You'll get in there. And you guys just... <laughs> <laughs> so this is the yelling episode. You guys get to the first floor with this, this large lobby, which is wrecked. There was some battles here. There just had to be. There's like cops and stuff. Um... A SWAT team, I should say. They're kind of gathering and, and making plans of their attacks. They each seem to have their own orders. And you can see destroyed chrismals around. If you don't remember chrismals, we've seen them in a couple episodes. They're pretty much crystals in the shape of uh, almost soldiers. 
uh, and they've got basic AI and basic fighting capabilities. But these are police grade chrismals, which mean they have armor on them and they've got higher intelligence AI, which makes them more dangerous. However, you see a bunch of them destroyed all across the ground. And to your left is a elevator and to your right is a stairwell. How would you guys like to proceed? Uh, first of all, I want to expand my my suit so that that uh, gives me extra AC. What do you think we should do? They're taking over the electronics, so I'm not risking the elevator. Uh, like I said, lots of stairs. All right, let's go. Yes, forward to glorious battle. You hear Quetzalcoatl say. Like, is this an open stairwell or is this like a closed stairwell? No, it's its own separate, like you have to open a door and now you're in a stairwell and that room is only stairs and has doors okay. that go to different floors. I'm going to have Bird go straight up between like the banisters. Okay. And just like uh, have him make noise or something if he detects anyone on the staircases above us. Okay. It, it is not gendered, it's a robot. Okay. She says, <laughs> indicates no presence, uh, no living presence. You get plenty of film of bloodstains and bodies of both people in ridiculous costumes that is normal to Comet, as well as police officers and a uh, few SWAT. What does Shim say? Goodness. We're clearing the stairwell. How far up are we going? What floor is the vault on? Top. Uh, all right, let's go, I guess. Nothing to do but do it, right? As you guys are making your way up the stairs, and uh, you can hear on the different floors as you pass them, there's firefights and such going on. And you see, like, a vertebra passes the window. Everything is going on uh, all around you. There's no, like, absence of, like, oh, we finally hit a floor where it's uh, nice. There's flowers. No. Some doors are caved in or blasted in. Other doors are just no longer there. And you get to some staircases. Like, you have to, like, kind of jump over some absent staircases as there's been damage here. There was some encounters that had to have happened in the stairway. There just had to be just too much uh, debris and such. And eventually you get to, like, the 15th floor. And when you get there... A coil of rope is thrown down the center of this of stairwell. So the stairwell is kind of like it's not a spiral staircase. Don't get me wrong there, but it, it it follows the wall similar to a spiral staircase. So there's an empty space in the middle, and this rope sort of comes all the way down. I'm gonna have Bird prepared to cut that rope. Okay. As you kind of look at it, because you're like you're looking to see if there's anyone coming down it, you're ready to tell Bird to do it. You're you're looking like this rope is not it's not made of rope, and you kind of. I reach over, grab a hold of it, and it's, oh, it's it's sticky. It's kind of clay-like. And you see that there's these pins all over it. Near some of the pins is this this uh, digital display. You take a look at it, and it's counting down from 60 seconds. We're going up two more flights, and we're getting out of here. Move now. You hear the sounds of things crashing from above as two sort of, like, balls of metal land amongst you right in front of you to cut off your your progression any further uh, everyone roll initiative 15 32 Landris, you're gonna go first what you see is this this hunk of metal kind of unfolds and folds out to being a police grade chrismal however all the indications on it that tell you that it sees you as a friendly are not working right and you can see that it's obviously been repurposed hacked or in some way it's seeing you as foe and it right. is stopping you from progressing here's the way this is gonna work make us fun and have lots of fun so you guys got 10 rounds which is one minute to mm. climb five floors climbing a floor is a full round action uh, when there's things in your way they are blocking your way completely so you can get around them through whatever cool i want to jump off nine different walls and then fly using a vertebrae or whatever you want to do. But if you're going to walk past it, you got to somehow get past these guys, which will be blocking, or this guy that's blocking your way. So you got 10 rounds to get five floors. They're flat-footed, so I'm going to run past them. Okay. And then shoot from... I'm going to use the shot on the run thing where I can move and shoot at any point during my movement. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm gonna just shoot one arrow at uh, the one closer to everyone else. So moving past them will not provoke because they're flat-footed, correct? Correct. Natural one. Great. You gotta get used to your new bow there, buddy. I gotta draw it back, and instead of being supple, living wood that's beautiful and attuned to my body, it's this <laughs> <laughs> terrible composite material that bends in weird ways that I don't expect. You hear, you hear from the very back, I thought you said you were a warrior. <laughs> Alright, so you are, however, past him. Yeah, uh, Bird's gonna be follow, uh, defending me. Since you didn't use a floor action to get up a whole floor, you've got half a floor. So you're between the 15th and 16th floors. Now, it is the Chrismal's turn. Chrismal takes two steps forward to get up to Anubis and attack him. Ah, the second roll of the night is a 20. And the third roll of the night is a 20. Looks like Anubis isn't making it to the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Doing 27 damage. Anubis has his two sides, of course. Sickles. Another 20. So it's, if not counting the initiative rolls, I've rolled four 20s. I guess one of them wasn't. Hey, 420! Hey, oh, blaze it! I can't get any more 20s now. We're gonna be like three hours into this case, so we'll be like, another 20. <laughs> I want this to end. Well, I guess we don't have to wait to see Anubis. Anubis, just with his first strike, severs the head of the machine. And the machine falls over and falls down the empty space in between all the stairs. For those of you home, that's the four-pole special ability. So that's since he only had made one attack. He's too gonna move to get halfway up. Kintaro is going to move full round to get to the 16th floor. Uh, Victor, your turn. Is there anything in my way? No. Oh, I run, I do the, go to the next floor. Okay. Uh, Quetzalcoatl will go halfway in Lanris. He's going to touch you. Ooh. Receive my blessing. They shall not even see you coming. And you look down and your hands begin shaking. So vibrating so violently, though you don't feel it. And you look down, and your hand seems to be in two places at once. You know when you move something so fast? Benefit from Become 50 percent mischance, as if you had total concealment. Oh, I have displacement on me? Yep. Neat. Okay. I want him to touch me. Lanris. Thanks, Quetz. Uh, I'm going to take a full round action to move. Go up to the, I think, 16th floor, and then in between 16 and 17. Correct. Uh, Anubis shall do the same thing. Kintaro should do the same thing. He's now on the 17th floor. Victor. I go up to the next floor. 17. Quetzalcoatl will go halfway again. No, he'll go full round. He'll get right next to you. And it is now back up to Landris' turn. It's been two rounds. Don't fall behind, Quetz. Do we still hear the, like, throwing of chrismals? No. No, okay. Hmm. I'm suspicious. I'm going to make a perception check to see if I can, like, identify any threats from above, hear anyone preparing to do something. Uh, 26. You hear stuff from above. You can't see nothing. Okay. I'm going to take a move action to move up uh, to the 17th floor. I'm going to take a prepared action to fire at anything that comes down. Well, anything threatening that comes down. Okay. Anubis will brush past you, get to the 18th floor. And as he does, more crystals fall from the ceiling. I'm going to provoke one of your actions. Go ahead. 25. Nice hit. 18 damage. Two crystals land. One lands on the 18th floor right in front of Anubis. And then one lands on the, the 20th floor. And then one, like misses completely and just falls all the way down and shatters in the bottom. <laughs> so one of them is going to attack. It's like the one that's on the 18th floor is right next to Anubis, so we'll try and attack Anubis. And it will miss. However, the one on the 20th floor targets and it fires at you, Landers. Two. That misses my AC. It holds its arm out and shoots out pieces of its crystal out. Tiny little bits of crystal that are just surrounded by uh, whatever its power source has provided energy. And shooting and misses you. Taro's turn. He's gonna, he's gonna move. Get in between the floors in order to close enough to fire at the chrismal. 31 is definitely a hit. 
39 points of damage. So he destroys the Chrismal on the 18th floor. Victor's turn. I run up to the next floor. Full round for Victor, now on the 18th floor. Quetzalcoatl. He's also going to just spend his turn going up a floor. Manor's turn. So I'm between 17 and 18? Yep, and there's a guy on the 20th shooting down at you. Uh, I'm going to do the move my speed and attack thing. Another natural one. I don't like this new bow. <laughs> I am also, uh, I doubt there'll be one in the stairwell, but I'm also keeping my eyes open for terminals. Okay. Uh, do 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 That was Lamers' turn, Anubis' turn. Anubis, he's going to get up to the 15th floor. Gonna allow the Chrismal another shot at you, Lamers. And he misses. Kentaro runs up between the floors, fires, hits. Nice, doing 34 damage. Victor. And there's uh, one of those uh, Chrismals on the 20th? Yep. Uh, gonna run up another floor. 19th floor. All right, Quetzalcoatl's gonna run up another floor as well. It's another round. It's been five rounds, boys. You got five more rounds. You got 30 more seconds. Uh, Lanris. Uh, move and shoot. This time, I rolled twice as much as last time. A two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 18. 18's a hit. Oh, wow. Magic number. <laughs> Literally, I have to just not roll a one. Uh, 13 damage. You destroy it, and it falls off, and ting, 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 and falls down, and smashes some of the floor, uh, some of the stairs below you. So I think I'm between 18 and 19 right now. Nope, you're on 19. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anubis will run up all the way up to the 20th floor. And when that happens, more chrismals are thrown. One lands on the 15th floor, one on the 18th, and one stands up right on the 20th in front of Anubis. They're going to attack. One's going to attack Anubis. Misses. One's going to attack. Let's see on the 18th floor. Who's on the 18th floor right now? You got Kentaro and Quetzalcoatl. Attack Kentaro. It's going to miss. Everyone's going to make a ranged attack, and the person who is behind the most, which is... Quetzalcoatl. So attack Quetzalcoatl. Uh, Kentaro. 20. Not confirmed. Only 9 points of damage. Kentaro, you've been fine. Suck it up, Kentaro. <laughs> and now it's Kentaro's turn. And Kentaro's gonna see point blank this sucker. 32 points of damage. That's amazing. Kentaro's gonna reload with his move action. Victor. I join him on the last floor. Right. You're on the 20th floor. Quetzalcoatl. Get up as well. So between the 19th and the 20th. And it is now Landris' turn. You're on your sixth round. I'm going to command Bird to protect Kentaro. Okay. I'm going to shoot at the one attacking him, the one adjacent to Kentaro. Okay. 16. With Since there's this empty thing in the middle, you're not going to have anyone blocking it except Kentaro, but your bow's tuned to ignore him, so you don't right. worry about that. What was it? Miss. 18. Hit. 22. 22 is a hit. And 21. Hit. So first one is 17. Okay, you destroy the one next to Kentaro. You still have one down the 15th floor. It's ranging you, and one in front of Anubis on the 20th floor. I'm going to shoot the one on the 20th floor with the last two. Okay. Uh, 12 and 12. So a total 24, because they're considered one big arrow. Anubis is going to do his attacks. Uh, he, sli- he, he just chops this thing to pieces. He, he got six successful attacks, one of which was a critical. So he chops things to pieces, and then he kind of almost 360s it, no-scopes it, and chops its head off. Its head rolls off from its shoulders, making it now the Chrismal on the bottom floor. It's going to fire up at Kentaro. It's going to miss, and it's going to be Kentaro's turn. Kentaro's going to ignore it. He's going to get up to between the 19th and 20th floor. Victor, you're on the 20th floor. I run to the door. All right, you're through the door. Congratulations, you've made it. you made it through. It's cool. We'll follow you. 18 seconds are left on the timer. Lanris, you are on the 19th floor. Uh, I'm going to take one move action and then take a prepared action to move up when Kentaro starts moving up. Okay. Anubis will get through. Kentaro will get through. You go through with him. Everybody goes through. You all make it. 18 seconds go by and you hear the most crazy explosion as the stairs are obliterated. And you guys are now... Uh, you're you're not where the guys who were throwing the Crystals were because they were like 
the you know maintenance access above to the roof. But you're now in this long, very well decorated hallway that's got like these beautiful murals and paintings on the sides that have uh, kind of there hasn't been much combat here. It's actually kind of untouched. And on the far end of this hallway, there's doors on the sides, but then the far end of the hallway is a very large double door, which very obviously is going to go to the vault room. We need to find whatever is hijacking all the electronics. We can take that out. We can let the police do the rest. That wasn't our mission. Our mission was get to the top and stop them from stealing from the vault. Are they, the vault's not open or anything, is it? I don't know. It's through that door. We could easily find out if we moved instead of talked. Fine. There we go. Briskly now. Snap, tink! Tink, 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 tink. You look down and you've hit some sort of trip wires and falling from above that landed all over the floor. You kind of look up because that's where initially something fell from and then you're like, oh, it fell. So you look down and there were grenades lying at your feet. Everyone, make me some reflex saves. 23. 20. All right, you've saved. Take 19 points of damage as these grenades explode around you. Half of that slashing, half of that's bludgeoning, if that means anything to you. I think you mean I take no damage? Good for you. Thanks. Uh, however, these explosions weaken the floor, and the floor gives out below you. And you fall, and you smash into the next floor, and your momentum just rips that floor down too, and you smash into the next floor. So you've fallen the equivalent of 40 feet. Um, well, I have more than 10 ranks in acrobatics. Okay. The skill unlock for that is with a successful DC 20 acrobatics check, I treat an unintentional fall as if it were 10 feet shorter plus 10 by every 10 I beat at 20. Okay. Um, and then, granted, I'm probably going to use a catfall trick as well. All right. Catfall trick is I treat a fall as 20 feet shorter. Okay. Or I ignore the first 20 feet of a fall. And then with a skill check, I'll hopefully be treating the fall as shorter than it is. <laughs> You, go, you actually go up a floor. I owe you a floor. Uh, 30. So I actually, I beat the DC by 10. So I ignore 20 feet. So I ignore all 40 feet. All right, you land your feet like a cat. What about you there, uh, my good friend, Victor? I got nothing. Well, you do have acrobatics, don't you? With a DC 15 acrobatics check, you ignore the first 10 feet. You treat the next 10 feet as non-lethal. So you'll take 1d6 non-lethal and 2d6 lethal. I got a 9. Lethal. Okay, well, that's not going to work yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I said. I got nothing. All right, take 19 points of damage as you slam your shoulder into the ground, and everyone else is falling around you, right? And you kind of try to pick yourself up. There are still more grenades around you. Something about these grenades did not cascade. They did not set each other off, and another set of grenades go off. Everyone, another reflex save for me, please. You are now prone, by the way there, buddy uh, Victor. So you're going to get a minus three. I know it's not the rules. Everyone get off my back. I think it's interesting this way. You're going to get a minus three to your reflex save. Oh, 25. Nice. All right. I rolled a natural 20. 27. Half of 12 from the explosions. And again, you drop. Boof, boof, two floors and the 40-foot drop. Make them acrobatics checks, peoples. 20. 28. Victor first. Two points of non-lethal, and you're getting eight points of lethal. All right, so then you're going to be receiving four points of lethal and six points of non-lethal. Uh, there are more grenades around you, and those go off. I need more reflex saves. I hate this. <laughs> 31. <gasps> 14. Well, you're going to take 17 points of damage there, Victor. And uh, guys, make your acrobatics checks again as you fall another 40 feet. 17. <sighs> Not 19. <laughs> you saw <laughs> One point of non-lethal for you, Victor. Five points of non-lethal for you, Landris. Ten points of lethal for you, Victor. Five points of lethal for you, Landris. And there are more grenades, and they go off! Make another reflex save. 20. 20. Half of 14. 
acrobatics checks, please. I'm gonna use a catfall trick on this one. Okay. And I got a 21, so I only technically fell 10 feet. I got an 8. Well, then you're just gonna get one point of non-lethal damage. However, Nick's gonna get 11 points of lethal damage. And you look down, and there are no more grenades. You have fallen at least eight stories. I'm... Oh, man, that took a lot. Whew! I am proud to say that without any sort of GM cheating or number fudging at all, everyone's alive. However, not everyone's awake right now. Because everybody is on their back except for you, which you happen to land on your feet, right? Uh, it's not like a graceful, like, Aah. I picture, like, you're on your hands and knees, right? And you kind of... Uh, Get up and you look around and everyone is like on the ground, like rolling. Oh, that was a negative thing that just happened to me. However, Kentaro's not moving at all. At all? At all. And there is, everybody's like cut and bleeding everywhere. And there's just so much dirt and dust that it's covered by any blood. Like you're just, it looks like dirt and stuff is just sticking to you. I, I immediately run over to Kentaro. I'm taking out the uh, nanite uh, hypo gun. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and stick them with the healings. 3d8 plus 5. Uh, 16. Okay, you brought him up to 9. Uh, and he kind of coughs. And look, you see, like, uh, Quetzalcoatl's cough and blood under the ground. And he's like, oh, enough of this! And he stands up and he puts his hands out up to the air, almost as if to, like, entreat somebody to, like, come at me, bro, right? And as that happens, light emits from his hands and in streams and in streamers pierce all of you several times. So you're getting, everyone's going to total 68 back. And before you, you could just see these these beams of light all right, are, are repairing you, just as if somebody had injected you with these nanites. However, whatever he is wielding, whether it's the power of the gods or all these crystal jewelry he's wearing, uh, it's repairing all your wounds, or many of your wounds. Let's not, let's not be too ace here. Oh, at least you can make up for your dumb ideas. Dumb ideas. Moving forward. I thought you were the god of foresight. You are the one in hell. Oh, I am the god of balance. And perhaps you should have walked with more poise, being in the front hitting a tripwire. I landed on my feet. Yes, to say nothing for your allies. <sighs> we climbed all those stairs just to fall down. I think you mean our allies? <laughs> well, I suppose there's only one la way left to go. Out the door? We shall not abandon our mission, not only because it's dishonorable, but also because they'll probably shoot us. Which way to go? Like, the floor is out up there. And he points over through the hallway, down into the main lobby, and you can see part of the elevator. <sighs> the only hey. way to go. Unless some of you have a vertebrae in your back pocket. Guitar, you okay? <sighs> yeah, I was, I was out for a second there. You need any more of this? He's like, yeah, I could use some more. Uh, I stab him with tender love and care. <laughs> uh, 20. Quetzalcoatl goes, reliant on technology as always. You're still bleeding. <laughs> Tell me, do you have some sort of detector for grenades? And basic string. Let's go. Our quallowing is wasting time. I walk over to the the elevator, but I like I want to search it first, make sure there's nothing, there's no traps or anything. Yeah, well, what a great thing to do, huh? You roll a perception check. Look, has got the great idea to search for traps now. Twenty-five. Yes, in fact, you do find a trap. There's another string, and there's grenades. Oh, uh, guys, this thing's trapped. No, I'm gonna disable this device. Thirty-one. Rolled a natural twenty, son. Wow, you disarmed, buddy. Sweet. Congratulations, you now add, like, three grenades to your character. Cool. Flechette grenades. Good somebody's useful around here. What, were they just inside the elevator? There was a string that, uh, when you, uh, opened the elevator door, it was gonna pull the string and drop grenades up from the ceiling and just blow up the elevator. No, I'm climbing. I, don't, I still don't trust that thing. I'm taking okay, the elevator. Okay, and how do you expect us to follow? I got a rope. That doesn't make things much better. 
They warned me this would happen when I joined Psycho Squad. We would never work together, that we would always do or go our own separate ways. You know what they say, stay together, live together. Alright, fine, I'll take the elevator, but only if Vic can rig it so that the door doesn't close. I'm not being trapped in that thing if more grenades go off. I can rig it. Thank you, they're a disabled device. You're gonna sabotage this sucker. The people who own this bank and came to it must have been rather wealthy. This is quite a luxurious and very roomy elevator. Fifteen. You get it open. You get to stick it open. Alright, fine. Alright, you hit 20th floor. Maybe we should go to 19. <laughs> uh, you can do that if you want. You wanna go there? I think they'll be expecting us at the 20th. And then how will we go from 19 to 20? Do you have another set of stairs that was not exploded? It's one, you can't climb up one floor of <sighs> debris. so difficult. Fine, 19 it is. Hit 19. And then Qatar hits all the buttons. <laughs> and then you guys go each floor <laughs> one at a time. As you head up, there's another elevator across from you. This is kind of like sticking a little bit out of the building so you can kind of see out into the city, right? And it's still quite a scene and there's still vertebrates that are kind of in the distance. And uh, coming up alongside you is another elevator and you look at it and it's it has just a, uh, a chrismal in it, right? But the chrismal is destroyed and it kind of matches speed with you. And the CDM is finally up and running, right? You see it like burst through out of the uh, building. It was in there fighting somewhere and it lands on the elevator adjacent to you. And then it turns its guns to point at you. Roll initiative. Wasn't that ours? Do you not listen to what anyone says? Not really, no. 17. Uh, 21. Lanners, you get to go first. This crystalline death machine has two cannon arms, has missile pods on its shoulder. And this one, is, it of course has rocket boosters, but it's not using them because it's its staying on this elevator. Did it happen to have break the glass of the elevator when it landed on it? Uh, it's on the opposite elevator, so yes, it crushed and crumpled the elevator it's on. I have Bird fly into the ele other elevator and hit the stop button, like the emergency fire it's, stop it's button. It's crumpled and crushed. Oh, so is it just not moving? No, it's moving, but it's 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 like if I just took the roof and I accordion it down. Do I like your thought? I like it. It's smart. It's out of the box. But it's also out of possibility. Yeah, like crumpled elevator for keeping speed with us. It's got giant booster engines, which is helping. Are you happy now? Do not question my GM logic. I can always work this way out of it. It's 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 using its booster engines to help it. Uh, how far away is it? 25 feet away from you. And our elevator completely enclosed, windows on all, uh, glass on all sides. Yes, obviously, except for the side that is facing the building. Right. And is it, like, glass all the way down, or is it, like, you know, up to our... Is the glass from, like, our hip-up? Uh, I'm gonna say the glass is from the floor to the ceiling. Hmm. I'm gonna make this whole... This whole thing's glass, except the floor. A little, like, kind of half-dome. And the other ones like it, so it wouldn't be accordioned, it would be just broken. Yes, whatever. The point is that there is a giant machine in front of all of the controls. Giant crystalline death machine's leg. I don't even know why I've included the elevator. You guys are very fixated on it. It has giant booster engines that made it fly to get on top of the elevator. Stopping the elevator wouldn't help much anyway. What floor are we on right now? Oh, don't make me do that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't make an elevator seat if you don't want to use elevator. I, I just, I'd rather you just do a battle. Uh, let's see. Well, you guys were on the 20th. You fell eight floors. So you're on the 12th. It hasn't even started moving yet? It's begun to move. We're on you said it was keeping speed with we're us. We're on initiative moving? now. <laughs> I'm getting conflicting messages, Caleb. No, to be clear, again, listen, I told you I can launch my way out of anything, so you really shouldn't challenge me here. The other elevator came up to match where you were, is what was moving, and now you've begun to move. I wouldn't call it logic. <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. The elevator matched what floor you're on, and now you both began to move. I really shouldn't have included the other elevator at all. It was like a nice, every time I add like a little bit of art deco, you're like, well, I can, I'm like, it's, it's, it has engines, okay? Giant flaming jet engines. That's all it needs. It was just a bit of fancy talk. Well, I guess I'll start a full round action then. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd do something different. What are you gonna target? 
Well, the first arrow's got to break the glass. Okay. Smashy, smashy, let's not worry about hardness and all that. It's literally glass, you break it. Uh, 24 with flat-footed. Miss. Oh, your thing is worn off, by the way, your displacement. Okay. Uh, none of my arrows hit. There's next to me Quetzalcoatl. What? I'm gonna have Berg prepared to, um, hit our stop button, if I call for it. Okay. Quetzalcoatl takes a arcing swipe against all of you, drawing just a little bit of blood. And he, like, weaves the DNA, and then, like, presses it back into you. The DNA kind of almost expands, and almost like a like a hologram, but it looks realistic. It looks, it's not, like, blue and flickery. It looks very, just like a wood under a microscope. And, like, he brings his hands out left and, like, away from each other to make it bigger together and make it close and puts it back in you. Uh, unless any of you don't want to accept this, he's going to bless you with fervor. Each round for pretty much this whole battle. One round per level, so for 11 rounds. This whole battle, you can choose one of the following bonuses for that round at the beginning of your turn. So you gotta choose it before you do anything else. You increase your speed by 30 feet. You can stand up as a swift action without provoking attack opportunity. You can make one extra attack as part of a full attack action using your highest base attack bonus. You're getting a plus two on attack rolls and a plus two dodge bonus to your AC and reflex saves. No, Nobody doesn't wanna, wants to deny this. No save, you just get it. You guys cool with that? Cool. Everyone's blessed with fervor. I have augmented you. Now take this thing out in my name. Guitar was like, okay, you're weird, and fires his gun. So I'm just gonna shoot it, if that's cool with everyone. Ooh, he's got a vortex gun. He can hit everything at once. Jeez Louise. 37 points of damage to each of the thing's members. Gotta love that touch AC. So if you don't remember when this thing, you can fire and you can take apart the different parts of it, or you can just try to hit the chassis. Each of them have a separate hit pool. With that, with his hit, did he take anything out? No, he did damage everything. After Kintaro is Victor. I'm going to take an extra attack. I'm going to do a full round action. I'm going to shoot one of his weapon systems to try to knock that out. Okay, which one do you want? Uh, he's got two uh, cannon arms and two rocket pods. Rocket pods, if you remember, do splash damage. The cannon arms do high single damage. I'm going to I'm gonna take out... Um, that will give me four attacks. Can I split? Do two? Do, yeah. Yeah. I want to do um, to each of its rockets. So. Okay, it's got two. By the way, also, you see there's nobody in this... Usually there's somebody driving it. There's no one driving this thing. Okay. 34 and 28. This is to touch or normally see? Touch. And what are you shooting here? I'm shooting my arc pistol. All right, yep, hit, hit. Okay, and then 20. It's a hit. And then 20. So I'll hit. So one of them has 16 points of damage. Okay. And then the other one will have 16 points of damage. Yeah, well, they're both still up. And plus, that's electricity, so I don't know if that does anything. Oh, wait, it does. It's va- it's vulnerable, so it's going to do 16 plus half. It's going to be Anubis' turn, who is displeased that it is a ranged thing. Anubis kind of backs up, and he's going to make a running leap to go get across. Uh-oh. He does not make the distance. <laughs> that was not a great idea. I'd be hesitant to take that job. <laughs> so Quetzalcoatl, uh, I'm sorry, Anubis jumps and misses, and he's like halfway between, so there's no like quick check to grab the things. You just see, boop, he's gone. He jumps and misses. He hit the crystalline death machine's turn. All its, uh, its gun arms and things take place. You see like red lines go across uh, all of you, like these almost like laser pointers, and then all like focus on all of you. Its rocket pods are gonna go out first. 28, 24. Uh, and then its cannon arms are gonna, let's see, it's gonna target, has anyone done damage to it? Kintara did damage to it, and Vector. So one thing going, Vector wasn't going. 26 gonna hit tomorrow. Take 13 points of damage. Is the cannon arm has targeted you. Okay. Alright, that's for the Rickenhams. The missile pods hit everybody, so they're gonna do... First, take 22 points of damage from the missiles, and then another 22 points of damage from the missiles. Crystalline, this machine's turn is over. Landris! I'm gonna take the plus two to attack 
and AC. Okay. And reflex saves, I'm going to not rapid shot and start attacking one of the missile pods. Okay. 20. Miss. 19. Miss. 16. Miss. Tink, tink, tink. You're like, hmm, arrows might not be the best thing versus crystals. If only I had other things. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Quetzalcoatl. He does his stuff again. This time, you can see what looks like the thinnest string. Taut as taut can be perfectly straight. Perfectly taut is a purple string that touches everybody to everyone else. It's You can wave your hand through it. Nothing happens. It's not like stopping you, but you just see this purple string amongst all of you. Kentaro's going to vortex gun again. Okay, so I need a nerf Kentaro. <laughs> all four things, guns and parts, explode. Uh, so when Kataro fires this Vortex gun, right, you can see like the little uh, ammo meter just goes doo -doo 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 to zero, and for some reason the gun discharges all of its energy at once, which is not safe, not normal, and not intended. However, this has resulted in a spectacular show, as as uh, gravity twists almost in a vortex around the thing, and you see the crystalline death machine. It crumbles in itself. It cracks. It shatters until it's it almost like a a, a, a like a a, a a nugget, a nugget, an ignit, uh, no, it's a different word. Like ore, like if you just took an iron ore out of the earth. Just this ball of crystal, and it, the weight of it no longer with the engines kind of slows down the opposite elevator, and it rolls off, and it just falls. And you see it slam into a, a landed vertebrate on the ground, destroying it and probably killing a couple people. However, it's destroyed. You guys get to, uh, you guys are getting up to the top floor. Anything you want to do for while you're going up there? Hey, Quetz, got any more of that gold stuff? You are so needy. He, like, grabs your chest in front of you, but, like, he's not actually grabbing your chest, grabbing the air, and he pulls, and you can see a version of yourself, a see-through sort of ethereal version come out, and he, uh, with ethereal thread, stitches. Big strokes. This isn't actually like he's actually stitching. And stitches and, like, rubs, and, like, almost like you would rub a, 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 a um, chalkboard and kind of smudge everything rubs your wounds and stuff, and then pushes it back at you. And you'll do that for everybody. So everybody's gonna get 48 plus 11. And I'm gonna stab myself with a uh, hypo needle as well. What would you do without me? Not have fallen through eight floors. You were the one that was ahead of all of us. You were the one that stepped on the wire. I believe you would have done it with or without me. No, I would have went into another room. Have you ever heard the term? Do not look a gift horse in the mouth. A puff of smoke as Anubis appears right next to Quetzalcoatl. Well, a lot of help you were. He looks at him. Wait, what? He? Did. I look down like where he should have fell. He uh, put, kind of puts a hand on his hip and he says, "I just pulled yourself out of yourself, sewed your wounds in front of you, and shoved your soul back in its body. And you're surprised at the man who can teleport." And the wires, if you must know, I've linked all of your essences together. We shall help each other whether we like it or not. I pinch myself to pinch Quetz. <laughs> Stop that. No. Hey, quit it. <laughs> what? You're helping me. Uh, when you pinch, nothing actually happens. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> what if I pinch hard enough to deal hit point damage? You have to pinch hard enough to kill yourself and we will bring you back. <laughs> if I haven't given enough of myself and my own essence for you already. 20th floor. I thought we were going to the 19th floor. Oh, sorry. Ding, 19th floor. Are you happy? <laughs> Why is the boy so angry? <laughs> it was so <laughs> nice before. And you can see the hole where you fell through. I look around for like a potted plant. Well, you, Mr. Plan of Action, how do you suggest we proceed? You, uh, you find a potted plant. Again, it's fake plastic. Yeah, I'm gonna tip the container outside and roll it down the hallway. Okay. It triggers nothing. Uh, I'm just gonna take a glance with my eyeballs just in case. 
It's not something that we triggered by a plan. Uh, 35. Uh, you don't see any traps. Okay, I'm gonna go to the hole we blew in the floor, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna climb up. Okay, you're, you're skittering up there. I'm going to press the button and just go one floor up in the in the elevator. Uh, Quetzalcoatl Anubis join you. <laughs> Kintaro tries to oh, Kintaro tries to climb with landers, but uh, he's not a guy who climbs very well. Let's see how this works out for him. I was gonna lower a rope. <laughs> oh, oh no, he's got climber. Oh, he does. Jump, doo -doo, falls you up. Either here, bing. Twentieth floor. And it opens up and you see them walk out and he goes, <laughs> "Long time no see." That was a waste of energy. Watch your step. What do you mean? Ting, 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 ting. No, I'm joking. I take a look for 33. You'll see more traps. So there's one obvious way to the vault? Yes. Hmm. Guess we head toward that. You hear a go, oh, so we are going to go just down the hallway and through the door. I thought you had some grander plan. It appears your mouth is as ineffective as your bow. You know, when you killed those people, you are probably doing them a service so they don't have to hear you talk anymore. Kentaro stays your hand as you go open the door and he goes... Let me open it. I gotta fan everyone away with my hand, so because I'm gonna open the door. Okay, Guitar will acquiesce to you. Everybody kind of backs up. Quetzalcoatl mm -hmm. kind of folds his arms. Uh, is it open in or out? It opens out. So I'm gonna pull it toward me. And I'm gonna like stay behind it as I do. Okay. Well, I guess I guess I uh, in and out is subjective. It is opening away from you into the room. Oh. Into the into the adjacent room. It's opening away from you. It's the best way to say this that makes sense. Okay. It's away from perspective. I'm gonna push open like one of the doors and like hide behind the other one. Okay. I guess the, the others of you who are not hiding behind a door can see into a, a large room that has sort of an empty space and then like a raised floor in front of it. And behind there is a large vault set into the wall that is open. And you hear a familiar voice. You, I did not expect of all people for you to have come up here. Uh, it sounds just like Alarak. Don't be shy, come on in. I underestimated you once before, I do not intend on doing it again. So, uh, what you doing? I'm saying that as I walk, as I go in. Quetzalcoatl and Anubis will back you up, and Kintar will kind of come up and be behind Landris. How big is this room? Very, very spacious. It's, uh, it's got desks and stuff along the, uh, periphery. Uh, and like I said, like a raised platform sort of halfway through, and then against the wall is uh, the giant vault. All right, uh, I'm going to step in tentatively. The vault, as like as you get there, you hear like a, a, a something large drops, and then the vault uh, wheel spins. And it opens up, and lined behind Alarak, who looks like this, this is your first opportunity to finally see Alarak. Everyone at home. I'm going to say something. What I could do is describe the way he looks, or I could just say my source material, which will give you immediately what's going to come to mind. It look, he look, he's Raditz from DBZ. If you haven't seen that, I guess I got to describe. He's, uh, boy, how to describe? He's got just like the longest, thickest black hair that goes down to like his knees. He's got armor that kind of covers his chest and shoulder and uh, lower extremities. However, leaves his arms and legs bare. Uh, uh, unlike the picture, he does not have a tail. He is elf or half elf, and and he's wearing, of course, boots and then braces, bracers, braces, bracers. He's not his bracers. Yeah, he's got great teeth. And Alarak, standing behind him, are six men dressed in black pea coats with big, wide-brim black hats, and each of them are holding a briefcase that kind of looks similar to what you would think, uh, similar to an Amish person or a, uh, a Hasidic Jew. And they enter the newly opened vault behind Alarak. While he's speaking, I would like to take time to study him, uh, denote him as my quarry. Okay. Flanking Alarak on the side is a uh, Chrismal, a police-grade Chrismal. This girl in a red sort of hoodie 
And she has a white mask that's very blank, big black eyes and a little small itty bitty round mouth. Got pictures of this guy's in the description. It's really super cool. Uh, she has a rocket launcher. There is a dude who is wearing a mask that is depicting an old man and he's wearing a suit with like an old style cummerbund and uh, a red bow tie and red suspenders. Very old, old style. Uh, but he, his mask, it's like one of those like rubber masks, like uh, those political masks. And it's it's a very old version of Kyle Katan. And he's got like these big, thick, black rim glasses with no lenses. He has a chainsaw. And next to him is a person in a hazmat sort of suit with a gas mask and all that. And around the hazmat suit is a bunny suit, a bunny costume. Smaller than a um, mascot costume, though. And that person has a chainsaw. And then a Vendibot that has all sorts of different guns and stuff welded onto it. All sorts of things that are definitely aftermarket. How many people are there? There's a lot. A lot of people. Six Hasidic Jew people, dudes, who are just in the vault now. And then you got your good buddies. Chainsaw 1, Chainsaw 2, Alarak, Grenade Launcher Girl. I'm sorry, Rocket Launcher Girl. And then Venbot. So Alarak carries himself with poise. He is standing intimidatingly straight and tall. He has an, one arm behind his back as he kind of looks at you. His body only slightly tilted away from you, but mostly looking straight at you. And he says, um, um, members of the AAA, if I recall correctly. And how do you come here? On our legs. <laughs> you have escaped me once. For this, I should crush your bones to dust. However, I have no time to deal with you today. Turn around, go, and I will spare you. Mm, I don't think we really have a, an option to do that. You don't get to give us commands. You're going to be lucky if you come out of here in chains. And as I say that, I'm going to flick my hand with the ring uh-huh. just to activate the uh, the mirror image thing. So there's a second copy of me now. Really? I thought you smarter than that. Just don't want my head to be blown off. Anyway, call your men out of the vault or we're taking them out of there. If this is the path you wish to tread, I will not stop you. You wish to die here today? Then I will be more than happy to oblige. Roll initiative. 32. 24. Lanris, you get to go first. I'm going to kneel down and take a full round action against him with all my bones. He said he's uh, elvish, right? Or half elvish? Yes. Awesome. If you Do you need to know? Uh, yeah. Elvish. I got that guy. Take out the rocket launcher. You hear the rocket launcher go, what? Me? I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this shoots um, cleaning supplies. 36. 31, 26, hit, and 27, hit. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's like hitting with 5 arrows. Okay. So in total, this is going to be 5d8 plus 7d. Technically, I should have cleared this beforehand, but can my first shot be a entangling shot? Yes. He's going to take 101 damage. Okay. And he is entangled for one round. They explode inches in front of him, including the entangling shot. And you see they all hit a force field. He actually looks at you and goes, finally a challenge. Victor. How close is the girl with the rocket launcher? Let's put her about 45 feet. Oh, man. And that's everybody's about that far from me? No, because you're in the middle. So people on the ends are a little bit farther away from you. So who would be the closest? The closest? So Alarax in front of everyone. I will shoot 25? Yes. 17. Hit. 27. You have 45 points of electric damage. She screams out in pain and her joking demeanor quickly disappears as she's racked with pain and the electricity crawls into the gun and then there's an explosion and she is vaporized. I, I dealt with her. Okay, Anubis runs forward and he makes an attack on Chainsaw Dude. 
four of his six slices find purchase, and he kills this chainsaw dude. Good thing there's no pits in this room. No pit. <laughs> I need to know if 23 hits your touch AC, Lanners. Yes. 10? Nope. 18? Yes. Alarak kind of curls up his hand as if he's holding something, and black matter appears in his hand, swirling and writhing, and he hurls it at you, and it comes at astronomical speeds, and slams into you, and he and it, by the time you you get hit by that one, he's already thrown another one at you, and that one hits you, and he throws a third one, and by that time you're wise to it, and you kind of drop down, and it flies over your head, explodes against the wall. Take 30 points of damage, fire damage, if that means anything to you. I don't like it more. <laughs> Kintaro, are you gonna are we gonna make you one trick pony? You're gonna do something. He's gonna shoot his id rifle at chainsaw dude number two. He shoots it to the chainsaw person who kind of like holds their head and it doesn't seem to really do much at the moment. Seen this happen before, where he shot somebody then he made him turn against his own allies. So, take around Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl says, so I take it you've met before as he looks at you like recovering from these dark matters hitting you. And he tips. Never seen him himself. Uh, don't get blown up. Tremble in fear at the sins of your past as they come to haunt you. He reaches forward, and you see, like, duplicate images of Quetzalcoatl very, very quickly extend from him all the way to Alarak. Stabs Alarak through the heart with his hand. And then, of course, they all disappear. Alarak is next. Which he saves. I feel perfectly fine. Have I stumbled the faith of the false god? Chrismal. Gurk, 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 gurk. And it runs very quickly and tries to just stab you. Let's go after, uh, let's go after uh, our good buddy, our good, uh, good friend there, Victor. Victor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll a 20 versus your AC. Denied. And it bounces off you. Chainsaw dude is dead. Second chainsaw dude is like holding his head, but he's gonna charge at you. 27? Uh, yeah, that hit. Only take nine points of damage. The chainsaw comes down. This person literally just tried to sever your arm, but you kind of dodged enough, but it's still scraped against you. Okay. Which I said, it's the guy in the uh, sort of political Kyle Katan mask. Then Bot goes, 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 goes. It kind of like stops at the stairs and says, obstruction, obstruction. And it looks at you, uh, Victor, and it opens up his little chest, and out comes like, like a chain gun. And then it goes, doot, doot, loyalty member detected. And then turns and points to Landris instead. <laughs> Yes. Landris, I need you to make a DC 14 reflex save. I can't fail that. Can't you fail saves on a one? I guess so. Two. Nice try. <laughs> You're going to take zero damage then and take it, that means, if you save a reflex save? Yeah, I have evasion. Hot metal flies at you, but you dodge it. Grr, grr. Recalibrating. Need adjustments. <laughs> I love that thing. That one we're going to make our friend. <laughs> and then it turns to you, Victor, and says, Sir, you appear parched, and shoots a soda at you, doing one point of non-lethal <laughs> damage as it hits you in the head. And it's all shaken up now, so you're not going to really want it anyway. Uh, but it was trying. You know, it's the thought that counts. Back to the top of the order, Landis. And his orange cream, too. Girl. I'm going to command Bird to protect Victor. Uh, I'm going to five-foot shift and start firing at uh, the guy I said I was going to kill. 37. It's a hit. 39 to hit. Hit. Uh, 25 to hit. Hit. And the last one is 24 to hit. Hit. Awesome. So once the one of these arrows breaks the force field, I want the next one to be an entangling shot. 87 damage. Tangle him. Nice. And then I think it's Vic's turn after mine? It is. Oh. Is he still standing? Yes. But you hear ksing as his uh, force field shatters. Not so smug now. Oh, please. You've only just begun to hit me. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the guy with the chainsaw. I'm going to mm -hmm. use my earthbreaker. I'm going to go into a voluntary rage and hit him with a power attack. Does a 31 hit him? Yes. 21? Yes. And a 13. No. 68. You kill. And you hear Katara go, what the heck, man? 
What? Nothing. Anubis is going to go over to the Chrismal. 19, 1, 20, 1, 18. So we're not confirming criticals. Very polarized roles. <laughs> it's a critical? No. It's a critical? No. Why should he confirm his critical with his four pull blades that do super cool stuff on his one? However, more than enough damage to destroy the Chrismal. Alarak's turn. He, not jumping, but somehow acts as if he's jumped as he goes up in the air. A good five, six, seven, eight feet. Comes on the ground and he slams his fists into the ground. His fist into the ground and jolts of energy sprout out from it and strike each of you. Without a saving throw, you all are now rendered fatigued. Mm. He moved to you to do this, by the way. He's jumped in the air and come arcing to you to land on the ground. You synthetic disciples are more useful to me dead than alive. And he gestures his hand to the vault and then you hear screaming come out of it. But it's an ethereal scream and you see what looks like, similar to the way when uh, when you saw Quetzalcoatl kind of pull yourself out of you, the same thing happens with one of the guys in the black suit and you hear and you see his force field comes back up. But you see the guy who he did to, you can see him in the vault, drops dead. By the way, what you're seeing in this vault that you don't have much time to pay attention to is they're putting all sorts of stuff into these briefcases. Did him being entangled impede his movement at all? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, sure, I'll let him, I'll make him make half the movement. So I'm going to, let's see, uh, Victor. Uh-huh. You're not gonna be uh, fatigued. Okay. Just put him out of your range, out of Anubis's range in that point way. We'll just focus on Lanris and Quetzalcoatl Kintaro, because you guys are all still in the back. Kintaro's turn. I guess I'm just gonna go with the tried and true. Kintaro's just gonna shoot him with a freaking Vortex gun, because it does 10 d6 damage, so why not? That's my man. <laughs> he pulls out the Vortex gun. And he goes, ah, that's what happens when I try new things. And you hear you hear the screaming sound of the vortex gun, and you, you can see uh, his force field, because when something hits it, kind of you can see where it hits, it kind of shuts the force field for a second, all around the force field, and you see it kind of crumple closer into him, doing 43 points of damage. Uh, Kataro gets to fire again. Kataro's literally doing 30d6 points of damage. But is it as much as I did? Uh, 63 plus 43. Did you do it? Nope, he did more than you. 106. Take that. All right, now I got a one up. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl comes over to you there, uh, Victor. Uh-huh. And he says, your muscle mass is insufficient. And he grabs your arms and you feel your muscles grow and grow and you get a plus four bonus to your strength. Oh. I would have helped our good friend Lanris, but he's only now deciding to be helpful. Venbot. Uh, sir, you have seemed to have been injured by a foreign object and it kind of moves over to you. However, it gets to the step again and it falls over. And it's now rolling, but since it's shaped kind of conically, it's rolling in a circle. <laughs> help, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Assistance, assistance, assistance. Lanners. I need to say something snappy at Quetzalcoatl, but I'm kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> say something snappy to Alarak then. Doing our job for us, that'll make this easy. I'm gonna five foot shift away from him and continue firing at him. 32, 22, 26, <laughs> and an 18 doesn't hit. Correct. Uh, 55 damage. His shield breaks and you, some of that damage actually hurts him. I still have um, Bird protecting Vic. Okay. Actually, he's in my face. I'm going to command Bird to come protect me. Who's beside me? I mean, who's around me? No one's around me, all right? Closest person to you is uh, Anubis, who's maybe 25 feet from you. Yeah, but no no enemy. Oh, enemies? Just Venbot, who's in a circle. I'm not worried about Venbot. Um, well, you should be. He's going to turn to a Beyblade and attack. So who all do we have left? Just, um... Alarak and Benbot. I'm going to charge into Alarak. Just 42 hit. Yes, it does, actually. Believe it wow. or not. <laughs> this will be my last uh, rage. 38. Uh, he kind of, sort of crumples to his left side as you hit him. Uh, Anubis runs over and 
with a jumping swing, slices down on Venbot. No, Venbot! Ouch, please, sir, refrain from harming federal equipment. I am only trying to help. Then, <laughs> flamethrower comes out of it. <laughs> federal. You hear um, black-clad people in the vault go, Lord Alarak, we have finished. And they've landed a team on the roof. And Alarak goes, Ugh, You waste my time. He uh, punches you in the chest, Victor. Mm-hmm. His hand defies the laws of physics and goes into your chest. Hey, he just got that. Fortitude save, my friend, my bro. It's 29. Jeez. I bought him a quality heart. <laughs> he does that, and you see, you look down at where his fist is, and you're from your chest outwards, begins to turn to stone, and then stops and goes back. And he pulls his hand out and says, What have you done to yourself? You're becoming more machine than man. Sorrow goes, Machine this. Uh, never mind, I have to reload. And now it's Quetzalcoatl's turn. <laughs> Hold on a second, I gotta, gotta reload. Quetzalcoatl says, You are not in balance. You are far, far off balance. And you shall feel this in the afterlife. Let me give you a taste of where you shall go. And almost like forcefully, Alarak is forced to make eye contact with Quetzalcoatl. And you see Quetzalcoatl's eyes glow red. Oh, man. hey, we actually get a spell off on Alarak. Let's see, 16, and nothing happens. Venbot's turn. Venmot goes, uh, error, 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 error. Juts out, out a soda, and it kind of pops him up a little bit, and he shoots out like four more at the floor until it pops him back up. <laughs> and he goes, soda, dispensed, need refill. Fire detected, extinguishing, and then points what should be a fire extinguisher. Oh, instead of a fire suppressant, it just leaks electricity, just pours out almost like if you were just to pour out a cup of water, except it's just, just tons of electricity all over Anubis. <laughs> And with a two, he does not hit Anubis. And Anubis just kind of like takes like a half a step backwards as it just all spills onto the floor. And here, uh, Vimago, take that. Landris. <laughs> um, so are the people that were in the vault like currently leaving it? In fact, they are. They're all pouring out of it and going into this door that is in the back of the room. Are they approaching that door or going through it? At this point, they're all still in the room going to the door. They're all about at the door. The next turn, they'll be going through it. Could I use... Um, an entangling shot to kind of wrap stuff around the doorknob so it would be hard for them to open it. I don't know if that's something entangling shot can do. Technically not. That's why I'm asking. Technically <sighs> can only inflict the entangled condition. It is pretty cool. Sure. Why not? Sounds cool. Alright, well I'm gonna start firing at Alarak then shoot my last arrow over there. Okay. In fact, I'm gonna shoot two of my arrows that way. Okay. Uh, so the first arrow is going toward Alarak. 29. Hit. 29. Alright, so Alarak's gonna take 54 more damage. It sticks like one into his, his thigh, th right or thickly deep into his thigh, and the other one to his arm. And you're like, well, that's why you wear armor around the rest of your parts of your body, buddy. I'm gonna shoot the legacy arrow at one of the uh, men trying to escape with the vault items. Okay. 19. It's a hit. Awesome. And then I'm gonna shoot the last one at the door knob for 26. Okay. You hit the door. Tangle it. Gets all over like the input panel to open it up, a little keypad. I'm like, no, it's gonna take forever. Like dusting cobwebs off it. It's not gonna be easy. <laughs> what damage are you doing to. Are you entangling or are you damaging the other dude? Uh, the other dude, I'm sticking. I'm hoping the legacy arrow is sticking in him. Okay. Because I can sense the direction of that Does one. Does that do damage? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I forgot the whole damage for that. Uh, 14. Okay. That was you, Victor. Uh, Alarak, just try to turn you to stone. Yeah, attack Alarak, full round, and I'm going to say, I hate that you have glorious hair! <laughs> <laughs> Hit him for 29. Hit. Uh, 20. Hit, miss. And it'll be 36 damage. You smash him, and then you go hit him again, and he dodges another one, and he catches the hammer, and 
kind of hurls it back at you. Anubis is going to try to finish off the Please. And I have a head, so there'll be no mortal actions here. And he hits with every attack, so he's destroyed. Six attacks, he destroys Venbot. No, 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 sirs, sirs. Are you satisfied with your curve? And it turns off. <laughs> Alex says, I'm impressed. You've survived encountering with me and my people twice. There are not many who can say they've even done it once. I'll have to keep my eye on you. He very quickly moves to the door. When I say he moves, it's so fast. If you blink, you'd miss it. But he's definitely moving. He's not teleporting. And when he gets there, he kind of holds his fist back. And kind of like in, a, in, like in Street Fighter, like you're charging a fist for whatever reason, holding it back, charges it. Then when you release it, it does more damage for some reason, right? He does that. But purple sort of energy uh, antimatter kind of comes around his hand and he smashes it, breaking the door. He runs through the door. The people run through the door. What are you guys going to do? I want to throw my grenades at them. Ooh. You can set them to go off at whatever time. So you can set them to go off as soon as they land. They're timeable. Yeah, yeah, I do that. There's an explosion, and then the doorway is caved in as you hear screams. What do you guys do? I can sense the direction of that arrow, and I can always take a time to track Alarak at the moment. So I'm going to try and find some way around. I'm going after them. Okay, I need you to roll, roll me a D, D3. Two. Okay, the arrow's not moving. I, I mean, if I can't go through the door, I'm going to look for another way around. Okay, uh, there are some great stained glass windows. This is a bank or a church? Where are they? They're flanking both sides of the vault. Uh, one is directly next to the door. Like, as in, when you say stained glass, like if I break the glass, won't the wrought iron still be there? Or is it big enough that I would be able to fit through? Big enough that you'd be able to get through it. Okay, I'm gonna run at it shooting an arrow, hopefully breaking the glass. Okay, you break the glass. Go through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run after him. Okay. Fo- follow him. Jumping out a window. Give me a little bit more, then I'm going out the window. Well, I mean, I, I jump and twist to you know, get through what remains of the pieces of, like, steel that hold the you're, glass You're in outside place. about to freefall. Wait, what? You're outside about to freefall. I thought there was a hallway on the other side. Okay, it's, I understand this is it's uh, my fault. I wasn't clear enough. It's welcome to the imagination sphere. So I want you to picture a room. You're in the middle, you're in the middle of the room, and you're looking on one end of the room, right? Directly in front of you is a safe. To the left and to the right, on that wall that's facing you, directly opposite you, is big stained glass, right? The... To, okay. On your left wall, on that corner, is a door that goes left. The stained glass goes straight. It's that better description? Okay, yeah, You before you just said it, that's next I to I apologize. It. I did just say that. My fault. I mean, I have a climb speed, so I just climb around it. I right, see. So you jump through, and you start catching stuff and climbing and going up. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do his allies do, Victor? I'm following him. You're going to climb. Yeah, I'm going to climb. 13. You slip, and you begin you to make fall. a reflex save? Uh, yeah, you might as well make one. Okay, I'm going to use cat luck and roll twice. Uh, 14. Uh, you have caught yourself uh, on one hand on uh, like a, a flagpole sticking out. And it hurt like heck. And you're holding on one hand. And Lanris, you hear this and you look down and he ain't doing too good. You hear a bunch of gunshots from above. Does it look like he's not going to pull himself up? Uh, no, it looks like his skill is inadequate. He's holding on with one hand. I start climbing down. Kitaro sticks his head out and, and kind of looks up and he looks down and he goes, Victor, what are you doing? Falling. He's trying his hardest to let Alarak get away. He starts climbing down too. Go, go get him, Landris. Make a strength check, Victor. 14. Make it. Each time it's going to be harder and harder. Okay. Kintaro's going to help him, right? Correct. I'm going up. Okay, climb back up again. What's your climb speed? Yeah, 20 feet. Make a reflex for me, save, Landris, please. 23. Uh, a body is flung off the roof and nearly hits you, but you kind of dodge it. You kind of swerve off, still holding with your left hand, and then get back up and keep climbing. And then you hear, and you can hear over your communicators, Roof team, what are you doing? And there's no response. And you see it start lifting into the air. You get on the roof as it's 
The vertebrate is 20 feet off the ground when you reach the roof. And you see on the ground is a bunch of dead bodies that, uh, strangely enough, are in their undergarments. And there's no one else on the... Nope. Uh, Kentaro gets down to you and says, What were you thinking? And grabs your hand and kind of helps you get another hold. And he uh, breaks a window and helps you try to crawl into this window on a lower floor. I don't know. I wasn't thinking. It might have just cost us Alarak. Landris, what are you doing? I'm going to point the Rod of Wonder at... Ooh, interesting. Roll a D100 for me, please. 61. Rod of Wonder. Interesting. As you point it, uh, grass begins, it's obviously synthetic grass, kind of like turf, begins to grow all over this vertebrate. You see it begins to sort of swerve as it gets inside the vertebrate and through the engines and into the cockpit. And the vertebrate starts kind of tilting a little bit. And then you can hear through your radio, gosh darn it, I didn't tell you guys to get off the roof. What are you doing? Go back and land there. I've got Psycho Squad up there, and they got nothing but sticks in their hands. You're supposed to back them up. I'm going to get to the uh, stairway and run up to the roof. Okay. Main race? So the vertebrae just kind of swaying? Yep. It's kind of, it's almost kind of listing a little bit as it's trying to go. Hey, it worked once. I'm going to point the Rod of Wonder at it again. Roll again. 42. Jeez Louise. <laughs> a lightning bolt, 70 foot long <laughs> and 5 foot wide, doing 66 points of damage. I don't think the vertebrate's going to make a reflex save. And you see, you hear, you hear the entire vertebrate shut off. And it starts plummeting to the ground. And then you hear a massive crash. Victor busts through the door to get to the roof. What was that noise? I wiggle the rod of wonder in my fingers. Oh, what did it do? Do we, do we have a communicator? Yeah, it's where you heard everything through. It's going through your communicator. Alorax in that vertebrate. Make sure he doesn't get away. Copy. A bunch of forest grass stuff grew on it and then a lightning bolt shot out. How many, um... Floors up, are we? Well, 20. Yeah, I guess you're on the 21st. I guess the, the roof counts as a floor. Yeah. Wow. Oh, they better get them. Let's start heading down. Yeah, okay. As you're, like, going down, it's like it seems like things are starting to get handled. Certain vertebrates are, like, coming up, and at this point, it seems whatever was preventing him from using machines has stopped. As the vertebrates are getting very close to the building. One flies away. You see some vehicles, uh, like another CDM that gets brought in. On the way down, I am looking for somewhere to potentially use Veeam's program. Right in the, the kind of the vault area is a computer. Kind of right next to the crumpled dead body of Venbot. With uh, 37 to perception, are there any cameras in this room? Or functioning cameras, I should ask. No. What are you doing just staring at that? Well, I think we owe this guy. And I take out the USB crystal. Veeam paid for the weapons we're using and I poke Vic's chest in this. So I think the least we can do is uh, return favor. All right, do it. Plug it in and a, a, tech, a dialogue box come up and says... Would you like to run the program? Yes. Uh, about 500 screens pop up, so many so quickly you can't see what they're saying, and then the whole thing goes black and the USB thing fizzles and smoke comes out of it. I take it with me. Okay. Uh, so what's in this vault here? As you go into this vault, there is all sorts of these, like, I, I can't put it better term than credit card sort of thing. There's these cards. It's not gold. It's not money. It's these cards. Is there anything obviously missing? Like, you know, a space where there should have been a box or a... Uh, I'd say there's different, like, uh, like oh, what do you call those? Saving deposit box that have been ripped open and thrown to the floor and they're now empty. A lot of them are like a few specific ones. A lot of them. I want to uh, search the dead body of the guy who was in there whenever he killed him to take this. In this briefcase are a bunch of those credit chips, as it were. Uh-huh. And the guy underneath it, when you pull off all his stuff, it's a robot. Hey, look at this. Yeah, he's he said synthetic. I guess he wasn't, like, just being offensive. Huh. Oh, um, I forgot. The people on the roof, 
uh, that were like naked. Mm-hmm. Did they look like cops? Like what races were they? A variety of races. Interesting. Huh. Uh, we need to get down to the floor. Yeah. To the ground, I guess. I guess we'll start heading down. As you're going down, Quetzalcoatl says, Well, at first, you were quite useless, if I am going to be honest. But towards the end there, you were, in your own way, worth bringing along. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. Thanks. I mean, to your credit, you didn't make a terrible decision and jump and fall like four stories. And he looks over at Anubis, who unflinches. Or use a grenade to block off... The escape way we were chasing. Yes, or use, and he kind of like glares at you, Victor. Use a grenade to block off the person we're chasing. I was trying to or blow them up. Or jump out of a window with no capabilities to climb. You don't make fun of Vic, I make fun of Vic. I make fun of whoever I want to make fun of. You are all beneath me. <laughs> Even this Alarak fellow who thinks so highly of himself. Kentaro says, hey listen, we were all in the heat of battle. I, let's label this a success. No reason to start pointing fingers. Vic was just trying his best. I didn't just sit around and gawk at him while he got away. Let's go to the ground. On the way down, I'm picking up a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quetzalcoatl says to Anubis something. It's under his breath, but you can hear it because you guys are still walking together. And he goes, I see that Psycho Squad is as unified as it ever is. And you guys eventually get to the, the ground level. Your little side whispers are doing wonders to help that. Uh, I'm actually going to grab two pistols if I can. Sure. A sonic pistol and... Uh, Probably a laser pistol. Kentaro grabs something. You don't know what he grabbed, but he's like, he puts something in his pack. You guys make it to the ground floor. As you get there, the guys, you would think at this point he's relaxed now that there's like been a great success and they've managed everything, but he's still yelling. He's br- His face is bright red. You think no one could really get any redder than this, right? And he, uh, as soon as you guys come down, he kind of throws his arms up in the air and he says, I thought you said Alarak was in there. The vehicle was empty. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Hey, Danny. Do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's gonna be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com